Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, Life and Laughter listeners, thank you for coming back to my podcast. I always have the most amazing guests talking about the most interesting things. And today I have Jamie Lovell. She is an astrologer and a certified human design specialist. She is a Virgo sun, Libra moon, and Libra rising, a 2-5 emotional manifesting generator in human design. I have no idea what that means, but I'm sure we're going to figure that out. She fell in love with both systems, astrology and human design, several years ago, and actually had, after she realized we have an instruction manual about how to navigate this human experience that we call life. She's been a consultant full-time for the past two years and shares tools to help others find clarity in life, love, business, friendships, parenting, work, self-awareness, and self-acceptance. So welcome, Jamie. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. It's so nice to meet you in person. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's talk first about human design. What is human design? What does that even mean? Human design is, it's a system that uses a lot of ancient systems. It synthesizes them. it brings in the I Ching, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah Tree of Life. It includes the chakra system oh, wow. and Western astrology. And it's human design is literally an instruction manual for how we should energetically engage in the world, how we make decisions, how we love, you know, it's how we should, how we parent, you know, I found it really helpful to have my children's charts they're very different than I am. <laughs> and so understanding how each person is put together, how they make decisions is very different from how you or I make them. And it helps us get more aligned and really understand who we really are and not who we've really been conditioned to be. Oh, interesting. So it's more of a, a guidebook of like, this is why you do the things you do. This is how you do the things you do. Absolutely. It's, it's also really powerful when we are listening to ourselves versus what this culture of homogenized systems <laughs> Life, wants us right? to be. Um, and so we really understand ourselves better once we start listening. In fact, from your last episode about grounding. I listened to that and I thought that's exactly how you start with human design is you really ground into the body. It's the energetics of the body and the body really tells us what is correct for us and what is not. Yeah, I agree. And learning how to listen to your intuition, which gets numbed Mm -hmm. so easily and so early, learning how to tune back into that and, and be open to that guidance, I think is a huge step in progress. Absolutely. So how did you get involved in astrology and human design? Well, it just came to me. So (laughs) just in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) It did, which is the beauty of human design is our designs is um, I had a friend send me the chart and ask me if I had ever heard of something like this. And I was never seen it, didn't know what I was looking at. Right. And I just kind of set it aside. But uh, a few days later, I really felt pulled to really look at it. And as I did, and I started to research it and dive into it, it was this massive permission slip to really, like, I thought, oh, that's exactly how I am. And it was this big permission slip to be who I was versus what I thought everybody or who I should live up to or, and that was a game changer. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted for everybody. I thought, that's all I've ever wanted is just like people to be accepted as they are. But sometimes that can be hard to define after so many years of conditioning. And um, so I dove into it and then I found astrology about six months after human design. Oh, so you found human design first. I did. that's interesting. Yeah. I've always been interested in astrology. Right. But uh, didn't really understand astrology. I understood Papa pop culture astrology. <laughs> yeah, like most of us do. The sun sign. <laughs> Get you your know? horoscope in the paper every day. <laughs> yeah, I loved that when I was a kid. Um, but that is not what astrology is. And when I had my first astrology session, I kind of fell into that one as well. It kind of came to me and it just 
blew my mind. I really felt seen probably for the first time in my life after I had my astrology session. Wow. So how would you define astrology for people who think it's just horoscopes and, you know, your birth sign, your sun sign? What, how would you describe it? Well, as real astrology is looking at the whole person and it's looking at our energy dynamics, like our personality, our ego, our emotional body. This is how the world sees us versus how we see ourselves, but it's also about cycles and seasons. So I think that was really powerful to say, like when I look at somebody's chart and I ask them about certain years in their life, they're usually really taken aback because you can see when really powerful cycles come through people's lives based on their charts and what they're here to learn and what, you know, what gifts they brought in, I think is really powerful. I think a lot of people don't know that it's a gift, what they have, um, because sometimes things that come easy to us aren't recognized as gifts. Oh, interesting. It's, yeah. You know, just... the struggle is very celebrated in oh. our culture, the sacrifice. And so sometimes what people, people bring these incredible gifts with them and they're disregarded. Mm -hmm. a lot of the time and they struggle and try to fit into this box of what expectations are. And I think when you kind of open that box up and show them all the things they already have and how to build upon those things and what these cycles mean and how long they last, I think is really powerful to know <laughs> when certain things are going to end. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's, it's the whole person. And that's what I love about astrology. It's not, and everybody's going through different cycles and seasons. And so it's really powerful to understand. Oh, it's not going to be so easy for this person right now. I'm not going through this cycle. I'm not going through this hardship, but I did go through this 10 years ago and I understand it. There, done it that. creates a lot of empathy and just breaks down a lot of barriers, I believe. Um, I find astrology very powerful for uh, self-analysis and acceptance. You know, going back to what you said about things being easy, we do have this idea that if we have a talent that we're really good at, it's only valuable, like you said, if, if, we, if we earn that through struggle. Yes. We think we have to hustle. We think we have to sell our souls. We think we have to sacrifice and bleed. And, and it's the opposite Mm -hmm. usually your path, your purpose feels easy. It feels right. Yes. Yeah. Which doesn't mean we don't have challenges. Oh, sure. But it's, yeah. it's more, those are the stories that are celebrated in our world. Um, you know, gave up everything to have this. I gave right. up everything to have <laughs> I this. I lost it all. Yeah. <laughs> and when I thought I was at the top of the mountain, there was another one. And then I lost everything and I had to rebuild it. And that's fine, that you know, to celebrate those, but also... I notice when people have these gifts, people discount it. Oh, it just comes easy to them. It's no big, you know. Right. And or people will recognize that it is powerful, but also feel like they have to kind of give it away if it comes naturally and it's not something they had to really. Yeah, I can't make a at. living doing this. It's right. Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. So you did um, a little bit of a chart for me, which I, I appreciate, which is so cool because I love this kind of stuff. So what can you tell me about my life? Okay. Let's just dive into fixing me. <laughs> that's what I love about this. There's nothing to fix. No, um, no, you're here to fix me. So I'm taking notes. <laughs> well, I, can I start real quick with the energy types so oh, people sure. can understand what I'm talking about when yeah. I tell them yeah, what make you make any description are. that you need to. So in human design, it's really our energetics. And so we have, it's the energy of the aura. And so there are five there are five energy types and four auras. There's a hybrid between two of them. We have manifestors. We have generators. We have manifesting generators, which is the hybrid projectors and reflectors. And this is, these names are just literally like how our aura operates. Right. And 
for uh, manifestors, they really are here. They're designed to get things started. They're like the ones that flick that first domino and everybody else just falls into place. And so historically, the people that rise to the top by splitting opinions and those are our manifestors. Okay. And then we have generators. They are the workers. They got the engine. They can go and go and they can push through even if they might not. Maybe they shouldn't. They can really do it. They have that power behind them. And then the manifesting generator is a hybrid of the two. So they can do both. Um, and depending on your chart, you'll probably resonate more with one than the other. Then we have projectors. They make up about 20% of the population and they are the guides. Hmm. These are the people who really are coming in to show us how to do things in a different way. And we call them like the CEOs of the planet. <laughs> they are becoming, they just see a system and they can tweak it and make it better. And reflectors, they make up 1%. And these are very unique, energetic people. They are, they feel everything. They feel everybody's aura. Uh, everybody's empathic. These are extreme mm. empathics. And so those are very unique to, everybody's unique. But this is very unique energy. And it's, it's kind of... Um, the reason reflectors are so powerful is in their own way is they have this ability. They just, everything is felt. They can go into a crowd and feel everything. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you can overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. It is an overwhelming uh, energy for them. But with the generators and the manifesting generators, they make up 70% of the population. Those are, that's, we are the workers and you are the, <laughs> you are a generator. And of course I am. <laughs> you're what we call Thanks, Jamie. A, a five I'm a worker one. bee. <laughs> you are, so am I. <laughs> you are a five one emotional generator in human design. And what that means, the, the numbers are your profile. And that's more like your personality. That's really how, um, like, kind of like the character you play. Right. Um, and how your energy interacts with others. The emotional part is what we call authority. And this is our decision-making power. This is how we make decisions. And so, and then you're a generator. So you are, you are really built to wake up with a full tank of gas and to burn it every day. If you don't burn it, it can cause you some trouble. Right. Like, like what, what does that mean? Like you might have a hard time sleeping. Oh, you can get really insomniac. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yep. I, I meet a lot of generators that deal with that. Um, you are meant to just burn it every day and then collapse. Oh, <laughs> Literally, just, I'm good at the collapsing just, part. It's not the sleeping part. <laughs> every night, just burn it out. And then that's, you know, this is a lot of energy and we see it in a lot of kids they have a ton of energy yeah. and so sitting in school for yeah. eight hours a day Ugh. is a yeah. really difficult thing for generator children yeah but understanding that about kids is and i think really office powerful. jobs i think because office jobs for me are like torture yes sitting at a desk for eight hours a day is just you know what just shoot me mm -hmm. yeah it's so hard and that's 70 percent of our population yeah. and <laughs> that's, they're all sitting and that's at the way we do our structure here mm -hmm. that's wrong it's very and then you know we have i can't sit still i can't yeah, you know and it's like well you really aren't meant to and that's not a that's not so you give me you permission to not sit still i like that right you heard it here folks if i'm doing whatever i want jamie told me i could <laughs> I'm I just did. burning off my energy. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the, the emotional piece is there's different ways we make decisions. And we have a sacral. That's the gut. You hear it everywhere. You got to go with your gut. Yep. And that isn't true for about half of the population. A little, well, it's more than half. But you hear that and you go with your gut and you tend to overcommit yourself. You overcommit your energy, you overcommit your resources when you make decisions that that's not aligned with. And so 
you are emotional, meaning that that is something you need to sleep on major decisions. You go through, you have your gut defined in human design. So smaller decisions, you're going to get that gut reaction and you're just going to know. Bigger decisions, you'll get a gut reaction and you probably know anyway, but the emotional piece of sleeping on something means you are taking, you are only committing to things that you have the energy for and the resources for. So I notice when people have the gut defined and the emotional center defined, they tend to overcommit and they overcommit their resources. They spend too much money if they don't, if they are always going with their gut and then they get really frustrated because they went with their gut and it didn't work out. And so knowing that we're emotionally, 50% of the population is emotionally defined going with our gut, we need to sleep on it. Yeah. And if, if our gut and we feel aligned with that decision, then that's the time to move forward with it. But a couple nights sleep on it is absolutely that's necessary. So don't jump into it. You know, I think Mm-mm. it's interesting too, that you talk about going with your gut and there are so many people, the population, so many gut issues right now. Mm-hmm. I think we've either ignored it for too long or we've overstimulated it for too long. And our gut isn't a reliable source right now. Right. So I think, like you said, resting on it, thinking about it, um, leaning into it is a much healthier way than just jumping in. Yes. And you still see marketing everywhere. You have to do it today. I know. Make a choice. A or B, choose now. Like, shut up. It's absolutely incorrect for most of us to do it that way. And that's marketing 101 right now. I mean, make it, have them make an immediate decision right Mm -hmm. now. It's now or never lose, use it or lose it. And if you say 50% of our population is emotional like that, they're making decisions they shouldn't be making at that time. Yes. And sometimes I find people make decisions they think they're making out of their gut, Mm -hmm. but they're making it out of fear. And the gut is never should be communicating out of fear. Right. It should feel like this is it. This is emotionally, this is aligned for us. Let's do it. Yeah. This feels amazing. And I notice when I have these sessions with people, it is, I had to do it that day. It was going to, you know, it was, but not understanding that that was a, fear based reaction versus a gut and actually what was aligned for them to do. I've done that many times when I, when I think about the decisions I make now, because if I wake up with an idea in the middle of the night, I want to get up and do it. Mm -hmm. I want it to to just get to it, get it done. And now it's like, well, let's, let's stop, you know, let's, let's listen to your spirit, listen to your intuition, journal about it. You know, why are you making this decision? And I think I make better decisions when I don't, because even if it's a brilliant idea at three in the morning, it might not mm-hmm. be at nine in the morning. <laughs> right. So learning how to dis- dis- discern between those two things is very powerful. <laughs> yes. And I think we are very much taught that we make decisions from the mind. Mm-hmm. Human design does not teach that. Mm-hmm. Human design teaches that our aura is what tells us what's go- what's going on because we can talk ourselves into and out of anything in our mind. Um, when we are the, the aura knows which, which way to go. Right. But so many of us don't live in our body. Uh, we live yeah. in our head yep. and a lot of people it's, have, they don't feel safe in their body. Something's happened, trauma, something has happened that's caused them to kind of abandon the body and just live in their their minds. And that causes a lot of anxiety and doubt, a lot of self-doubt. And also we tend to hand over these types of decisions to other people. What do you think I should do? Yeah. And they don't, they don't know any more than you do. <laughs> no, they know what's right for them. And right. we see a lot of people who do live in alignment with themselves. I think we see it a lot with um, public speakers and mm-hmm. these motivational coaches, they live very aligned with themselves. And so they say, come, come do what I do. Just do what I do. Well, that's not correct for everybody else. So I think watching these people and acknowledging they're very aligned with themselves and, and honoring that and trying to reconnect with ourselves, but we have to ground, we have to get in our body and we have to really listen to what it is telling us because it's telling us a lot more than we give it credit for. 
And that's what human design teaches us. So it's, it's more, you know, when I started the human design process, I I live very much in my head. Hmm. Um, I'm a Virgo double Libra. That is all head. That is all, (laughs) that's all head. (laughs) So always having self doubt, always questioning everything, always overanalyzing everything. When I had to start getting into my body and start listening to that emotional piece, the thing with the emotional piece is that it's a wave and you go through really high highs and you can drop and hit a low. And it's not a punishment. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It's a very creative space to be in that low. But we are taught that it is not. That there's something wrong. That's an indication that something is wrong. We made a wrong decision or a wrong turn. And really, it isn't. Mm. That is not what it's designed to do. So when we're in a really high high and you get asked, you know, let's go on a girl's trip or something. And you're in that high high and you say, yeah, let's do it. And then a week later, you're like, why did I say I would do that? <laughs> well, you saw my calendar. That's <laughs> How do way. I get out of it? Yeah. <laughs> Can I fake sick? That's usually what it goes to. <laughs> and then we get kind of labeled, sometimes flaky or right. whatever. Unreliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not what it is. We're meant to make those decisions when we're in that middle piece of our wave, that neutral, emotionally neutral piece. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think this is really powerful to understand that of our sometimes still challenging. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you go when you realize that about yourself and you start to hear yourself cycle in your head, you realize you're out of your body and you yeah. just have to ground back in and sometimes you do it all day long when you first start experimenting with your human design. But it becomes natural after a while of oh, I'm in my head again when you're when you're going through all the scenarios. <laughs> what could happen? Yep. Or Go what down used the rabbit to happen? Hole. <laughs> you're not listening to your body anymore. So mm-hmm. when you're a five one emotional generator, you can work. And people will probably give you plenty of work yeah. if you take it on. Yeah, I've learned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've learned not to take it on too. Because it's so funny. I love what you said about being in that high energy, making decisions in that high energy. Cause you can feel it change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, that's a great idea. The next day it's like, wait a second, was that a good idea? You can feel your energy kind of dropping. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, <laughs> that was not the right thing to do. <laughs> so learning, learning that cycle of you, of when you're in that high energy, you know, don't make a lot of really dumb decisions right? and learn what your cycles are and learn when you feel more rational mm-hmm. and you make such healthier choices. Absolutely. And that every day isn't going to be a high and there's nothing that you did wrong. I find a lot, uh, myself included, before I understood this, I really beat myself up about it. What did I do? Like, where is this coming from? I don't even know what my problem is. It was always, (laughs) I don't know what my problem is. And, And really, when we stop resisting it and stop fighting it and just accept that that's the way it is and try to embrace it, even if it's uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable. The low is it's not anything that you did. And that maybe we're put together in a way that we haven't been told before. But there is nothing wrong with it. And to just accept it, even in a culture that doesn't really allow for that rest and doesn't allow for, you know, that process to give yourself as much grace as possible in this culture that we live in of push, push, push. It's unhealthy. And it's very unhealthy, but um, we can at least give ourselves a little grace and say, this is the weekend I stay home. That's right. This is the weekend I... I don't do anything. I just do whatever you need Netflix. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've, I've become better at that, of noticing when I'm in those lower cycles of energy and that it's not... Because I usually think, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. Yes. And it's not depression. I'm not sad. I'm not upset. I'm just have low energy and I've learned what I need to do to nurture myself in that time. You know, I, I eat different foods and I rest more and I get outside when I can. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I know, I think the most important thing is I know it's not permanent. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to feel better in a couple of days and I'm going to feel more energetic. And again, getting adapted to those cycles of how your body's energy works and respecting all of them, that none of them are wrong. Like you said, they're not wrong. It's just the way your body works. Yes. Yeah. I think with the, with your particular chart, you are as a five one, everybody has a different profile. 
there's 12 different profiles, but your profile, you may meet somebody. I mean, you are absolutely going to meet other generators. There's 70% <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of population, <laughs> but you might not have a lot in common with them. It's just literally the way that you're, you energetically work. Right. You have that ability, but with the profile, that's more where you're going to find things in common with others. And there's two numbers. There's a, you have a five and a one in your profile. And this is somebody who is extremely uh, gifted at problem solving. You are. I thought you were saying gifted at making problems, <laughs> which I also do. <laughs> well, they can. The fives can because they tend. So this fifth line energy in your chart is very, it's, you are, it can very much be save the day energy. Mm. I can save this. Interesting. I can yeah. save you. I can, I can do it I can all. Do, yes. Because you, you can, you literally can, but it's, it's not, you're not here to save everything and everybody. And so it's always about the boundaries of finding the right people that are aligned with that. And that all goes back to your emotional center. Mm. Uh, Everything goes back to that authority piece. Uh, If it doesn't feel right, they're not aligned with you. And that's not somebody that you need to help problem solve or save. And they, they do, it's, energetically aligned in your aura people are pulled to you because they sense that you are somebody that can save them right or save this problem and so it's it's a beautiful energy it's very they call it seductive energy because people are just drawn to you nice. like a siren yes <laughs> on, a, on a rock somewhere and just lure men to their death i could, I could do that and it's, it's very powerful energy. This is very like in, intrapersonal energy. This is about the bonds that you make. This is, this is how you live your karma is through your relationships. Absolutely. Not everybody lives like that. Not everyone's karma is worked through like that. Mm-hmm. And yours very much is. And then you have the one in your profile, which is the person who needs to get to the bottom of everything. You need to understand all of it, the right. system, you are going to research things. You are going to understand all of it bef- so me. and become the authority and whatever in everything. that is. Yes. <laughs> that is not just one thing, Jamie. In, <laughs> I have to know all. everything. That's why I'm doing this freaking podcast. So I can know everything. <laughs> that seems very aligned. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, you have in your chart, this sun sign in human design. I mean, you are a Cancer Sun mm-hmm. yep. and a Scorpio Moon. Yeah. And this is everything that you do is filtered through this lens of it can be very flirtatious energy. It can be this activist energy. This is um, energy that provokes. It is very provocative. It provokes other people to really think in different ways. This is somebody who provokes spirit out of people. Like Interesting. You open doors in people's minds that it's Not very always. powerful. It's funny because I write I, I write a humor column that pisses people off a lot. Ah. <laughs> so I do tend to provoke people that way, and I, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love poking the bear. It's something that just probably do too often, but I love it. I just love getting reactions and making people think about, wow, maybe I should rethink that topic. I, so yeah, that's very accurate. Sorry, go ahead. I just, no, I just jumped in. Everything you do is going to be through that lens of provoking. It's very powerful. <laughs> it's very obnoxious. <laughs> I'm going to ask the people in my life, am I really obnoxious? Cause I'm pretty sure I'm obnoxious now. But it's like, it's a good way to understand why you're so drawn to understand everything. You're, you're drawn to understand all these systems, right. how all these different people work and what it, that lights you up. That is what drives you. And so everything that you do is going to come through that lens of that, that activist that you like mm. to flirt with all that information and it's very provocative and it's like, and it can be sometimes if you're living in the lower expression of that energy, you might poke the bear just to yeah, get a little bit a of reaction. a fight. Like, yeah. Oh, let's get something out of this. <laughs> and that's, you know, it really is here to provoke other people to wake up because they don't have that energy in their chart. Mm. So they just go through, you know, it's probably hard. I, I would imagine it's hard to understand why people wouldn't want to know all this information either. Right. Like and trying to teach you something fascinating. They're like, I don't, I don't care. They don't care. Yeah. 
They don't care yet. Not my problem (laughs) yet. But it's very much, you have this show up in your chart many times, not just through your sun sign, but you also have this throwing up, uh, throwing out through your Mars energy. Mars represents your energy dynamics. Mm, So it gives you, (laughs) yes. Great. (laughs) I'm a seductive siren warrior. I love that. I need to get a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, it just kind of shows us what what motivates us. And sometimes we can forget or sometimes we can honestly just, I'll tell people, oh, you know, you really are here to, it's, it's all about intimacy and breaking barriers and this and they're like, oh, I mean, isn't everybody like that? I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, they're not. Like, I think people assume that everyone's just kind of built or built the same and yeah we all think we think the same and have the same reactions and it's not true you know I talk to people um if I'm if I'm coaching somebody I'm thinking well that answer should be obvious to you yes (laughs) and it's (laughs) and it's not I mean not that I'm better at it or anything it was just like that answer should be obvious figure it out and Mm -hmm. they're like no it's like no no I'm not gonna do it for you just (laughs) exactly bossy seductive siren warrior but the world needs that. We need that because it's, we have other profiles that are not driven to do that at all. We have, we have hermits that mm-hmm. they Which I can be. hermit away and they yeah. just want to be left alone. And there's a reason there's the two numbers and the two numbers are really, they are these energies that one is comfortable and really understood by ourselves. And the other one is something that we have to grow into. We tend to grow into it becomes more, um, or it's more the way other people see us Mm. versus the way we see ourselves. And then as we get older, they tend to mesh and we develop both of them together. But when we're younger, just like in astrology, children tend to, they are very close to their moon sign. So you'll meet a child and, they're a Capricorn. Capricorns are very much the energy of Capricorn is they're old. Mm, they're old like old souls. people yeah. when they're born. They're like the adult in the right. family that tells their parents, don't forget, you know, but if they have a Leo moon or if they have, um, you know, like a Pisces moon or something like that, they, they don't look like a Capricorn. Hmm. They don't act like one. And so it's very, it's, it's very, they could be very, very emotional as a Pisces. Right. Capricorns are the least emotional of the Zodiac. And so Capricorns are these leaders in the community. They are, they work. They, they are the ones who say, are we done having fun? Can we get back to work? Those are the Cap- <laughs> Breaks over, guys. Capricorns. <laughs> so, so you're saying that you grow from your moon sign into your sun sign as you get older. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Oh, interesting. Usually, unless they're very compatible already, mm, right. you know, like, we have, I've met people who are like triple Virgos and mm-hmm. you got that, a real Virgo there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're going to be. <laughs> and where you are a Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, Sagittarius Rising. So I'm curious because that is, that is depth of emotion right there. That is because Scorpio is the surgeon. <laughs> I need to understand this emotion, not mm-hmm. just feel it. And cancer is the one that's going to feel it. Mm-hmm. And it feels it really deeply. Right. And it's the mother of the Zodiac. It's the healer. The nurturer. It is, in my opinion, the strongest Zodiac sign. Oh, in, yeah. Um, because if you think about the mother, the mother cre- creates life. They have the baby and the next day they're home making right. meals Curtains. for the other kids. <laughs> yes. And they're doing, you know what I mean? That is strength right there. Right. It is a very strong sign. And it's also very overwhelming mm. uh, emotionally. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes we see cancers. The reason it's the crab is it's overwhelming to feel that much. Yep. And without proper boundaries, you can just shell up and bite or yeah, you know what I pinch. mean? Pinch. <laughs> Walk sideways and pinch somebody. Yeah, or avoid it yeah, altogether. I can, I can feel that hermitizing of myself when I'm in that low energy state. I can tell when, you know, if I've been in a crowd and I absorb that energy, I am just, I am done. You know, my mm-hmm. husband's very much an extrovert. He loves, you know, socializing and parties and lunches. And it's like, 
I can't. I can't go to a conference. I, you know, walk into thinking of going to like to Comic Con just makes my head hurt. Just mm-hmm. Like just all that energy in that room. So I do. I, I, I pull myself back from those experiences because I know it's so, so overwhelming to be there. Yes. Anybody with a lot of water in their chart yeah. is going to feel intensely. And then somebody who has, say they have a lot of air and fire, they are not going to really understand you. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. Even going to Costco is like, oh, I can't. I just can't this do Costco too much. Today. This is too much. <laughs> Get me out. Get me out. I don't, I don't need anything. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and, and also in your human design, I mean, they overlap, you know, because it does use Western astrology and your human design, but we have these chakra centers in human design. We have nine chakra centers and they're these little triangles and boxes. They're colored in or they're white. The colored in centers are where you're, you have this defined energy. It's really consistent for you. We have the whole chart. We have access to the whole chart, depending on transits and who we're with. But you are very open in most of your chakras, except for your root chakra, mm-hmm. your sacral mm-hmm. and your emotional center. Those are defined and that is yes. consistent. But the rest is open. And that's where we really feel everybody else. Yeah. So you go out and Maybe you feel fine that morning and then you feel anxious in this group of people because you're picking up on all that energy. And so it's really important to get alone when you're making these big decisions so that you aren't influenced by other people's. We need other people's auras. Absolutely. We need them. But when it comes to that influence, sometimes it's good to get alone. Yeah. And get clear yep. before we make anything, any big decisions. Um, you are somebody who processes the energy very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody processes like I that. I can stay pretty consistent pretty much of the time. Yeah. 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 That's, and you know, depending on transits and things like that, it can change. But for the most part, yeah, you, you are. And you have, you have, it's really interesting. We call it a stellium. Uh, it's three more planets in a certain sign. So you have a stellium in Virgo, you have a stellium in Cancer, and you have a stellium in Aries, which is a lot of stelliums. Yeah, that's a, that's a, are there that many planets? <laughs> I read 10, the 10 planets. Okay. But um, yeah, so you have, you have a lot of cardinal energy in your chart. That is that get, you're the one that gets it done. Right. But you also have a lot of mutable energy in your chart, and that is your Virgo, and that's really how you show up in the world. You're very, I would think you're very meticulous, and you really analyze everything that you do. You also have this abundance of knowing the right way to put things together. You have Virgo is very much there in service to the other, and that shows up on your career Mm. uh, line in human design. Or in astrology, sorry. Yeah, with teaching yoga, spiritual teaching. Yes. Yeah, life coaching. Virgo's yeah. also the body. Virgo rules mm-hmm. health and um, health in the body in, in the zodiac. But also you've got three of your personal planets in cancer. <laughs> personal. I like that. Personal. I've got personal planets. You do. <laughs> You're really driven <laughs> to take care of people. Mm. This is in a certain way. This, this falls in your relationship house. This is the house of um, all partnerships, business relationship. And then in, I, I find it interesting. So I'll have to ask you in, you have three placements in Aries. And this is the, the opposite of relationships. This is the warrior this is like go it alone right. type of energy. This is don't get in my way. Yeah. Um, the war, it's, it's the warring planet <laughs> ruled by Mars. And I'm curious, do you, do you allow yourself to show up like that? Do you allow yourself to be that warrior self without being in service to other people? Like I know my power and I know who I am and watch out. You know, 10 years ago, I would have said no. Mm. Yeah. But I think in the past 10 years, I've really been on a very intense journey to find who I am. And uh, all of this is ringing very true to me. I feel very independent. You know, I tell my husband, I don't tell him, but he knows that I chose to marry him. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to marry him. I didn't have to be in a relationship. I chose to, because I wanted to be 
but I'm very fine if mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Does that coincide with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think with looking at your chart, relationships is, is, is like a natural thing. Mm-hmm. You find, you find that balance with people, you're able to go deep and you have a love for that. Like this, it's tied to your, you have something in here called it's the sun and Venus conjunct, which is just oh, means lovely. they're just holding hands. <laughs> yeah. And it, it literally is just like, absolutely. Yeah. Like you love people when you, and you love them intensely. This all happens in this house of like, it's an intense house. Mm. It's the most intense house there is. So <laughs> it, you're going to love them intensely. And I do. I feel like I've developed a love just for humanity in general, in a way I'd never have before. Yeah. Yes. And individuals, eh. <laughs> It's so funny because in human design, yours says a universal love. How interesting. It's, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be people. Right. Well, good. It can be I don't anything. Like, I don't like people very much, but I love humanity. <laughs> seems- I love, I love the focus and the possibility of what humanity can do right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed. <laughs> it's hard to be impressed right now. It but is. Ugh. Yeah. It's, Yuck. Yeah, your chart is beautiful. Those are like major themes for you for the Virgo, Cancer and Aries. But Aries does show up as there's something in your chart about our deepest wounds. Mm. So something had to have happened when you were a child that didn't allow you to be that individual yeah, right away. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, got married really young, 14, got pregnant, mm-hmm. had a baby, 14. Mm. And I think a lot of my growth stopped there. Yeah, absolutely. And your path was to take care of other people. Yep, I had Mm -hmm. to just dig in, just be the mom, be the wife, you know, be what I was supposed to be because that's my role now. And Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to work through that, that I had to almost go back to being that little girl. Yes. And learn how to be me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, Aries is very powerful in your chart. Mm. It is what you came here to learn. Wow. So anytime, you know, and I also think that is very frowned upon in our society too. (laughs) like Aries can really rub people the wrong way. Yeah. You know, we do teamwork. It's teamwork. We do it together. (laughs) And that's not always. (laughs) No, that sounds uh, even the the word team building like gives me an ulcer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, I'm not doing any team building. I don't I love my team, but screw that. No, not going to happen. Mm hmm. That's just, that's just, you're saying I can say that because that's just who I am. <laughs> it's absolutely what you came here to, that's who you came here to become. Oh, good. Well, I've accomplished that. Yes. <laughs> and to, yes, and not make apologies and not only to become, but to, you know, where we find our greatest wound in our chart is what we came here to heal. And it's not always fully healed. Mm-hmm. It, it sometimes, it's just, it's a lifetime of work. But when we start to heal that wound, that is our greatest service to other people. That's mm-hmm. where we really help others. That's where we, like for you, uh, your placement would be, this is where people are given a big permission slip when they're around you to step into their own power mm-hmm. and to go their own way. And Aries go their own way. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I want people to be real around me. They don't need to put up you know, a, a facade or a, a role that to be a character. I want to know who they are. That's very important to me. Yeah. And this all falls in the house of communication. Hmm. So I think that the real beautifully, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not necessarily communication as in writing it, it can be, but you know, this house where it falls in is not necessarily where you're going to write a novel. This is the, this is the communication is short communication. It's like, it's either through verbal communication or it's quick communicate, like written mm. quick communication. It's, it's, there's just too much information to put out there. So wow. it's like, it's very, um, there's a lot of speed behind it and a lot of information behind it, but it's always comes through and really I, coming back to that word, that flirtatious thing, it's just like going to give you a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and then we'll come back to it. And so that's, that's where it really comes through is you are here to communicate that mm. information and it's, um, it's, it's a drive. And so depending on your different cycles, um, 
you have been really pushed to step into that power, whether you wanted to or not. And that's where these cycles are really powerful. So when people are really struggling and they feel like they've been struggling a really long time, it's important to know what season you're in in astrology because sometimes they're quick and you're like, oh, I'm glad that is over. And then there's other times where like, this is going on <laughs> for way be too while. long. <laughs> yeah. Because we have really slow moving planets. This is all these, we have Pluto transits where they move. It takes years yeah. to move over a certain place of your chart. To know that though, and what am I supposed to get out of this is, was a game changer for me. Um, cause I went through many Pluto transits over my life and I just thought maybe I was cursed a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> not everybody goes through these Pluto transits. Right? It was very slowly, <laughs> hundreds of years it takes for it to go across the sky. So right. it's, it's, some people do seem like they have a bit of bad luck. Mm -hmm. It's not bad luck. And when we look at it and reframe it and we understand what's really happening to us, it, we take our power back and we understand what I'm, what I'm getting out of it. We get out of that victim state and, and sometimes that's, that's so powerful to begin with, just getting out of the victim state that mm -hmm. I have so much more control that I'm giving myself credit for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we don't have to give our power away. Yeah. Well, this is fascinating. Oh my gosh. This is so, it's, it's so uncanny how accurate that is. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting. So how can people find you if they want to get their own a star chart or a human design chart? How can they reach you? How can they find you? Uh, my website's the best place. They can schedule on there or they can send me an email if they have any questions. It's jamielovell.com. And that's J-A-M-I-L-O-V-E-L-L.com? Yes. And I'm on Instagram. Saying it's jamie.lovell. And I do post mostly there. I try to post, um, you know, what's going on energetically and just different cycles, how to pull your chart. I have some freebies on there, like cheat sheets of how to read your chart. Because when you look at the human design or astrology, it, there's nothing self-explanatory. No, about it. it looks like what, <laughs> what is what this? I looking at? You just put it away and walk away. But like, this is too overwhelming. I can't even <laughs> begin I, to figure it out. <laughs> I do think it's everybody's birthright to understand these things. We were given these tools and for some reason they were put way underground and, um, <laughs> a lot of fear and was placed upon them and they are not, I would also just clarify it. They're not, um, fortune telling right. type of things, but I do think it's so powerful to see, you know, this is, this is a time where you're really being pushed, uh, to cultivate that self love where this is a great time for a partnership. You're being supported energetically for these things and to understand where we're still in fear and to understand where we're still holding ourselves back. And, um, there are cycles that will come and go. And if we don't engage with them, it, no, no problem. Right. It's, it's just, it's, it just wasn't the time or we weren't ready for that. And then there are cycles where we are being made <laughs> forced <Right>. to deal <laughs> And it's yeah. not going away until we do it. And so sometimes understanding that the resistance is the pain and the resistance, the resistance is all in your control. Um, because until we learn this lesson, it's just going to come back right. and it's going to come back, back. and it comes in relationships. It comes through and, and in our life, we pull it in until we learn it and that can be exhausting if we just <laughs> yes. keep getting keep that over and over the and same, over again. Doing the same thing, like yeah. Groundhog Day. Absolutely. Yeah, I think what you mentioned you know, about astrology kind of being underground for so long, I think it's really coming into its own. I think people are re beginning to respect it more and understand it more, that it's not just a, you know, a woohoo, crazy, mm -hmm. you know, horoscope thing. It's yes. actual, this is the picture of this universe, the day, the moment you were born, and that mm -hmm. means something to you. And I think it's just a beautiful way, even if you don't believe it, it's a beautiful way to look at your life. I think it's a beautiful guide, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. You don't have to buy into it, but it's so, I've never had a person have a reading that wasn't accurate in some way. Like, oh yeah, that's so me. Mm -hmm. And it helps mm -hmm. you embrace that. I think it's yeah. also like, I read for people and sometimes I'm even like, oh, I don't know. Because you think you know somebody, 
you don't know people. Yeah. You don't know what's under the surface there. I, especially with water people, you know, you don't know what's <laughs> We're going sneaky. on. Yeah. We're sneaky. Yeah. You think you know, and they act like you know everything about them and you do not know. You don't know. So when you say, oh, well, you tell me. Yeah, top half accurate? human, bottom half fish. You, just, don't, you just don't know what's under the surface. They have a very deep internal world and everybody has water in their chart, but some people have a lot more water in their chart than others. So, but I think it's, you know, I think knowing people as far as their chart, I pulled my grandfather's chart. He was, he was, at, um, he farmed all the land on all this land in Syracuse. He was hard, you know, he was, wow. he had a hard life and he scared me a little bit as a kid. He right. was very fiery, mm. but he uh, was all water. His sun, moon, rising was all water. And I thought that's so weird. It's water and earth. He's water and earth. I thought that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Cause he was a fiery guy huh. and I pulled his birth certificate and I pulled his chart. Um, every single planet is in fire except oh, for wow. his sun, moon and rising. So that's why it's so important to look at the whole chart. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that explains it all. Seven planets in fire. <laughs> he's going to have a hard time. <laughs> and then and then he softened as he got older. And he softened into that cancer. Mm. But, you know, a cancer man mm -hmm. in a previous generation, I understood why he was, um, you know, the way he was to be a man in previous generation. They're not allowed to yeah, have feelings. Yeah, you have emotion. Can't no, show it. yeah. But it was, it was weak. I find it just so helpful to understand the people around us. I think every person should have their know their spouse's chart and know their children's yes, charts. Absolutely. Because <laughs> then you know who you're dealing with and how to deal with them a little bit better. I need to get my husband's chart done by you because we're so, I'm not saying we're so different because we're so compatible in so many ways and we're a really good team. He sees the world so much differently than I do. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to get into that. I think it'd be very interesting. Yes. I love it. I love, I, it was a game changer when I read my kids' chart because I thought. And you also notice how you project on other people. Yeah. Like I would project on people, my decision making. You know, I'd be like, you need to sleep on this. You don't just make decisions like that. <laughs> what and are you thinking? I pull their chart and they have the sacral defined. They do make decisions like that. And I They're need very to mind my own business. <laughs> So. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. Thank, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your expertise. It's so oh, interesting to talk to you. And hopefully people will look you up and get some information about how to more closely learn to love and know themselves. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Life and Laughter listeners, come back next week. Have a great day. Do you want more Life and Laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon. Mm -hmm.